The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Kim Lingling is a podcast host, TV show host, veteran and author who's released her book, When Hope Found Me, stories of inspiration, triumph and hope. And she's on the line with us here just now. Good afternoon. How are you today? I am wonderful. How are you, Toby? I'm very well, thank you. So in this book, When Hope Found Me, every story is unique with at least one story that will resonate with you. So without maybe giving too much away about the book, take it from there. The book is all about, it's it's an anthology, so it's brought together numerous people from all over the globe sharing yeah. a story of when they had to overcome something and how hope found them or how they found hope and how they've been able to take their mess, I guess, and turn it into a message. Yeah. And that's why I like to say each story is unique because it's from a different different person in there and I've got my own story in there as well. Yeah. So the whole book may not resonate with people but at least one story in there will because we've all been at a point in our lives where we do need that little spark of hope. And who are these people? I mean, have these people written these stories specifically for the book or is it stories that you've come across and put in the book? Now, these people um they either reached out to me or I reached out to them and it's specifically for this book. Um and it was just an amazing journey because you, you meet some amazing people and I'm sure you do as well doing what you do with your radio show here. There are amazing people doing wonderful things all across the globe. And I just, I want to share, I want to share that, that little yeah. light, that little spark of hope with people. So what kind of topics are the stories about? Oh my goodness. There's a wide range um, yeah. from, well, and my story is, is about how I was able to find a little hope when I rescued a dog, mm. you know? So that's my story in this book. And then the stories, they touch on attempted suicide, alcoholism, being incarcerated, being in jail, domestic abuse, um, all kinds of all kinds of things. It's a range of things, Um, you know, illnesses, terminal illnesses, overcoming very heavy illnesses. It just it covers a wide range because, you know, life happens to everybody. And we're all going to we are all going to be finding ourselves sitting in a dark spot at one point or another. And I just I think that we need more hope out there, more little sparks of light to 
keep people's eyes looking up instead of looking down. What was it about rescuing the dog that you mentioned gave you so much hope? I had had to say goodbye to a dog that I'd had for 14 years. And he he was my guy. You know, I just love dogs. He was my yeah. guy. And I live with PTSD. And he was able to, he was the one that was able to settle me when I needed to settle just a bit. Yeah. And he was also very intuitive. So he, he would start nudging me or leaning up against me before I even realized, oh, I got something brewing. I got mm. something brewing, you know? And so when I lost him, it was very, very hard. It was very hard. I mean, he was 14. He had a beautiful life, um, but it was still hard. Goodness, you know, just crushed me actually. Yeah. So it was, it was about five months later that I thought, okay, yeah, maybe it's time. I, I can let my heart go through this again. Just one more time, you yeah. know? And I needed, I couldn't, I couldn't come home to a quiet house anymore. It, mm. it was awful. It, it really was. It was too quiet and no, that comfort mm. of having that, that dog come up and just kind of curl up against you and letting you know, you know what? Doesn't matter what the world's doing, mom. I love you. Is that a similar experience to being widowed maybe? You know, I had not thought of it that way, but it, a loss is a loss. Yeah. You know, and they hurt no matter what it is. So, you know, you're, I hadn't thought of it that way. Wow. What a different way to look at it. So thanks for <laughs> popping that out there. <laughs> Yeah, I think you might be right. I think there might be some similarities, yeah. I mean, particularly maybe if you live on your own with just the pet and if you lost a spouse that you lived on your own with, it's the same thing of coming home to an empty house. And it's just silence. Yeah. It's that silence. Now, sometimes silence could be good. Sometimes silence is very peaceful and calming, but sometimes silence isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes sometimes silence carries a weight, you know? And so I went, you know, and and I went to our local shelter and they had one dog, which is highly unusual, highly unusual. They had one dog, very unique looking little guy. Well, not so little, he's 75 pounds, but (laughs) uh, very unique. He has a black head, one brown eye, one blue eye, a fawn body and white feet. Yes, he's totally unique looking. And I went, okay, he's got to choose me. And he was very ill. He was very ill, very skittish, very skinny. And I went into the little meet and greet room that they have you go in when you're, you know, going to a rescue. So I'm sitting I sat on the floor and I said, he's got to choose me. I'm not going to say, move, do anything. And I didn't. So for about (laughs) 10 minutes, he would scoot forward, scoot back. He'd go back and forth and sniff and jump back. Very skittish. Um, You could tell that he'd had it rough from wherever it is he came from. And then I still didn't say anything. And eventually he came up and sat beside me and he's a pretty big dog. He leaned his entire body against me, put his chin on my shoulder and looked up and that one ice blue eye was staring at me. And I just kind of very gently turned my head and went, Oh goodness, you're coming home with me, aren't you? <laughs> so he chose me, you know, and I, I needed it to be that way. And he's been with me about three years now and he is just full of vip and vim and he keeps me on my toes and he's just wonderful. You know, he brings a lot of joy into the house. Yeah. So you took the last dog from the animal shelter. So what did the animal shelter do after that? They had nobody to look after anymore. Oh, they're full now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was just strange, you know, yeah. and you know how things work. And I always think, well, okay, there was there was a reason he was the only one there. Yeah. On the day that I decided to go to the shelter and see if there was any dogs available. Yeah. I believe it's just all it all played out the way it was supposed to play out. And he was he was meant to come home with me. And it's interesting because a lot of people with people 
PTSD who have pets, particularly dogs and cats, will say a similar thing of their pet will know when something is wrong and comfort their owner. Are they better at that than fellow humans? Okay, I think so. People may dis- might disagree, but... I I think so. They're so intuitive. And not only that, though, even with like people with diabetes, dogs can let a human know if their sugar's dropping because there's some sort of scent that you give off that they can pick up on that's not right. Oh, It's like some sort of very faint, sweet scent. And I, I was diagnosed a year and a half ago with this uncommon form of diabetes. Mm. Not many people have it. And I didn't understand what was going on, but he started my dog's name, Dexter. He started booping me, you know, with my his nose or nudging me with his head. And then I, then a few minutes later, I'm going, oh, I'm feeling dizzy. Oh, I'm sweating. What's going on? What's wrong? And it was because my sugar was dropping. He wow. was letting me know a few minutes prior. And it didn't click in my head until I started learning more about this diabetes and talking to the doctors and talking to other people that train dogs for, you know, like people that have epilepsy, have seizures, things like that. Yeah. And I went, well, I'll be darned. You know, dogs are amazing. <laughs> They are truly amazing. Yeah, they're so smart. I mean, I guess we've kind of known because we use them to find drugs and stuff. Right. But you can use it to find all sorts of diseases. It's interesting. It is very interesting. You know, yeah. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I, dogs are amazing souls. I think they've got the purest souls, you know, and they they live to please you and love you, period. Yeah. That's all they want to do. That's all they <laughs> want to do. So, you know, to me, it's like just be a good human and treat your mm. animals right. And the book is called When Hope Found Me. Is hope kind of referring to the dog in that title? There's many instances in a lifetime that you might feel hopeless or you feel that you've lost all hope. It's the, the when hope found me. It could be any of those little sparks. Now, for me, for one instance, that was my dog, Dexter, you know, but another instance was my dog, Digger, because he was a rescue dog as well. Um, Could be a person that you run into. It could be literally just waking up in the morning, walking outside with a cup of coffee and seeing this amazing sunrise and just being in awe of creation. And that could be a spark of hope, you know, so hope is everywhere. If, if, if you open your eyes to it, don't, don't close yourself off. It's really easy to do when you're in a dark spot. Um, and maybe sometimes you might need somebody or something to help you to help pull you out of that. And that's what I'm hoping this book is, is just, you know, I, I always say nuggets of hope. I just <laughs> want to toss nuggets of hope out there, literally uh, nuggets of hope, you know, and I have little nuggets that I carry with me that have <laughs> the word hope on them. And I, I approach strangers and give them to them and just say, I'd like to give you a nugget of hope today. And that's something I've been doing for about a year. I, I just feel very strongly nudged to do this with hope and hope is the word that seems to be the word that is <laughs> in my mind and I'm seeing it and reading it and hearing it everywhere. So I'm just going to keep on, keep on going down this path and, and see where it takes me because who, who doesn't need a little hope every once in a while. Yeah. And what was it that actually inspired you to start writing the book? I have a strong faith and as I say, nudges, I always say nudges. That word hope was showing up everywhere, everywhere. And after a couple of weeks of it, I mean, it was, it was actually, I thought I was losing my mind because I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? This word hope was going, it was everywhere. And I'm like, okay, I think this is a nudge. <laughs> am I supposed to do something with this word? What am I supposed to do with it? So I went and bought little cards, you know, those kind of cards that say, you're awesome. You're a rock star, you know, yeah. those kind. <laughs> and I would take those with me when I was out doing errands and I would put them around the store, like at the grocery oh. store, I'd tuck them in with the cookies or wherever I, you know, I didn't see people. I just tucked them in and I'm like, well, whoever finds it, that's who's supposed to find it. But then I kept seeing this word over it. I mean, just honestly, continuously. So I went, all right, I'm going to get these nuggets of hope. And I think I'm actually supposed to approach people, hmm. but I don't approach unless I feel nudged to. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I get this little <laughs> feeling like, oh, they need a nugget of hope today. So I approached this person, said, I'd like to give you a nugget of hope. Without fail, they open their hand and they accept it. <laughs> and then I just say, I wish you a blessed day. And I walk away. I, I don't feel I'm supposed to talk to him, ask him anything. But I've had laughter. I've had looks like, who are you, crazy woman? <laughs> I've had tears and I've had anger. I've had all kinds of responses. Whoa. But each one, when I walk away, just you know, say, I wish you, I hope you have a blessed day. And I, I walk away. I always have this strong feeling that that, yep, that was the person that needed that today. Yeah. Because even the gentleman that was angry, and he was, he was not a happy camper. And when I gave it to him, he said, hope for what? 
<laughs> really harshly. And I said, whatever it is that you want to hope for, sir, you know, and I just said it with a smile and wished him a blessed day. So maybe that that nugget of hope at that moment did nothing for him, but he put it in his pocket. Yeah. And so maybe when he got home and pulled it out and put it on his nightstand or on his hallway table and looked at it, maybe he still didn't feel anything. But maybe the next day when he went to grab his keys to go do something, he saw that nugget of hope. And maybe then, maybe then it gave a little spark and maybe he got him to thinking, okay, maybe life isn't as hard. Maybe there is still something left out there for me. And in a funny way, maybe the angry person is in more need of hope than a normal person because they must be angry about something. Yes. And he was an older gentleman. And I thought, you know, as I got in my car and I was driving home, I'm thinking, and he was older, like in his 80s. And I was thinking, maybe he's caring for a wife with Alzheimer's. He hasn't slept and he's so tired or maybe he's ill himself and he's he's got these errands to do. Maybe he's a widower and he's ill himself and he's got all these errands to do and he's just, it's taking everything it is in him to just get through the dang errands and get through that dang store because he just wants to be home. You know, we don't know what's going on in people's lives because we all put a mask on when we walk out the door, you know? So I thought, you know, he can be as angry as he wants and that's okay. I wasn't receiving his anger. I was giving him hope. And what is it that actually influences your nudge to approach people? I mean, is it completely subconscious? And even if it is, have you maybe noticed patterns of the types of people you approach? You know, it's almost as if someone is pointed out to me. And this is going to sound woo-woo and wonky, but (laughs) I don't, quite frankly, I don't care what it sounds like to people. <laughs> um, I'm doing it because I feel very strongly nudged to do so. So I, if I'm in a store or walking down the street, whatever, someone will, it, it, it's just, it's just all of a sudden I'll do a double take and say, oh, okay, that's the person. Yeah. There's no, I'm not thinking about it. I'm not physically scanning the people, you know, <laughs> thinking who would be best to get one. I'm not, I, I have the, I have a nugget, like in almost every coat pocket that I wear, it's winter time where I'm at. So it's cold. Yeah. And I have a couple in my purse. I keep one in my car. So I always have one at hand. So I might not see somebody that that I feel strongly urged to give one to when I'm out and about. But when I do, it's it's a it's a strong urge. It's like yeah. it's almost like a, a a gentle internal, you know, well, I say nudge, just like, you know, like a hand in the middle of your back, like boom, you know, give you a little <laughs> right right over there. Yeah. Look over there. That's that's who needs something today. I can't really explain it, really. Yeah. I guess, you know, I could babble as long as I wanted to about it, but I <laughs> I can't really explain it. I just feel very strongly nudged. I don't go looking for the people. It's like they're pointed out to me. That's that's how it feels. Well, what else is coming up for you? Do you have more books after this one and other podcast things? Yeah, my podcast, Let Fear Bounce, I, I have amazing, amazing guests on there. So that's going to keep on rolling. I'm, I'm <laughs> re- rolling into my third season here. Um, next book I'm really excited about. We literally just started on it and it's called Paw Prints on the Couch. So it's all about your dogs and your pets and your, yeah. you know, your little fur babies and um, how they've changed your life. Well, where are we able to find this current book, When Hope Found Me? That is available on Amazon, so you can pop right on there and find that. And all my other books are on there as well. Also, you can just go to my website, which is my name, KimLanglingAuthor.com, and you can find that and all the stuff that I'm up to on there. Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us today and have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you. You do the same. Take care. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The throbbing pulse of sound 